Hi, welcome to our channel. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Hugo. We're Sell Quick, Ship Quick, part-time resellers. Full-time hustlers. And today, we are going to help you turn pennies into millions. Sorry. Just kidding. <laughs> but we do have some tips that have helped us increase our sales and we wanted to share them with you. Yeah, so if you're interested in learning more and similar videos to this, don't forget to subscribe. And if you enjoy this video, please give us a thumbs up on the way out. We really appreciate it. Now, uh, let's go make those millions. So, tip number one. Um, be consistent. Yeah, it sounds easy and everyone says it, but it's true. Consistency. When we say consistent, do the task daily. Yeah. And by that, list daily for those sales. Yeah, and I, we understand sometimes it's difficult. For everyone, it's different. Sometimes daily uh, listings might be one or two, and for other people, it's 10 to 20. But find your happy medium and stick to it. It doesn't mean you have to do 10 listings every single day, but have a range that works for your schedule, works for your business, and try to stick with it. And we found that consistency for us is usually anywhere from 10 to 15 daily prior to our current situation. Yeah. Right now we're doing about 20 listings a day and they're not all brand new items. So do not feel like you have to list 20 new things daily. We are ending and relisting items and also trickling in some of that new stuff that we're taking photographs of. Yeah, um, it's just another way to keep active without constantly sourcing because we can't all keep sourcing. And so there is a rumor about Poshmark. We've heard it a few times. That you have to list the magic 17 listings a so, day. It's a weird number, 17. You know, it's not a pretty 10, 15, but 17. We don't know how valid that theory is. If you've heard this theory, let us know in the comments if you believe it or if you've ever seen it to be true. And we haven't really tested out the 17 items a day conspiracy. But if we do, we will definitely document it and share it. As for right now, get your listings in. The more listings you're getting up, the more eyes will be on those listings and the more likely it is that you'll make a sale. Um, as for Mercari, the more new. Yeah, recent or new. Yeah. Your items are, the higher in search those items will be. Yeah, so in, with Mercari, it's the same, the consistency and Poshmark is going to be listing at trying to get a daily listing. And with Mercari, just keep in mind, it's a different type of algorithm where something you listed 15 days ago is going to be way down the list. You know, so like on eBay, say you're a top rated seller or you offer free shipping or your price is the best price and they'll get shot up, right, in search. Or you have a promotion on your listing. On Poshmark, if your item has recently been listed, you shared it, someone else shared it, it's gonna go shoot up. But on Mercari, 
the more recent your item is, the higher it'll actually show up. The older it is, it's probably gonna be all the way down there. Yeah, you don't want your listings way down there. So part of consistency, keep an eye on your old listings and try to see if you could reactivate them. In other words, ending them, make and relisting re them. them. Mm -hmm. All right. So tip number two. two. SEO. It's not CEO, right? No, not CEO. Do you know what SEO stands for? S E. Oh. That stands for search engine optimization. So we went to eBay Open 2018. There was a whole workshop on search engine optimization for Google search. And what that means is your item, depending on the SEO, how frequently it will pop up when you search for that item. Yeah, and it, it's important because Google is such a powerful tool. I mean, it's part of our language now. Whenever you're going to look for something, you don't say, you know. I am going to search the, the internet. Web. I will look the, yeah, the World Wide Web for that answer. No, you Google it. Um, so with that power, you want to be as, I guess. Seen? Yeah, as compliant to the request as possible. Um, just to really help you get that edge when, cause you know, you want your item to appear in those search engines. All right. So at that workshop, there was a tip that was on the screen for how you should be listing your titles, listing your items so that it was optimized. And what they suggested was the title, then gender, product type, attributes and attributes. by attributes that includes the color the size Patterns. the fabric mm -hmm. and that is the way that the workshop kind of taught how to make your titles the most optimized the way that we do it somewhere along those lines um we have a sample of our listing and we will do the brand name we will put the size and sometimes, and we almost always will put the letter and the full word. In um, other words, L and large. Mm -hmm. And I like to put the fabric first, mainly because I feel like if you have a silk item or a merino wool item or a cashmere item, linen, you know, those kind of fabrics are a special fabric that people are specifically looking for like if you're looking for a log and lick item oftentimes it is linen so if you put linen that's something that someone would actually search for when looking for a dress or a shirt or yeah anything of the sort and um, a, a great way of really thinking about it is how you would look up for an item um, for yourself and that's the main way Google has adjusted these parameters so we have our brand name, then we have the size, we'll put the fabric, we'll put an attribute like floral, embroidered, paisley, boho, and then what the item is. So it might say, mm, I'm trying to think of something we recently sold, uh, flax. 
So oh. flax, L, large, linen, sleeveless, yellow tank top. Yeah. Yellow top, yellow shirt, shirt top. And we might put all those terms in there because eBay allows you to put in 80 characters. And what you wanna do is optimize all the characters that you're allotted. Yeah. If it makes sense. If it makes sense. And don't, oh, another key thing is don't spam your titles. Meaning don't put words that are barely relative to your item. Because if you do, people, your listing will come up in searches for something that people aren't even looking for. You know, so you want your search to be relevant too. And you don't need to put emojis. That's a waste of character space. Mm -hmm. You want to use the characters for something that is relevant to that item so that the buyer who selects the item is more likely to actually buy it because it is actually what they were looking for. Yeah. And when it comes to Poshmark. Oh yeah. Poshmark has 50 characters allowed and Mercari has 40 characters. So if you are coming from eBay and cross-listing to Poshmark and Mercari, you have to delete some of those words. So we copy and paste it over and on eBay, we put the letter and the size for Poshmark and Mercari. We might just put the letter to indicate the size without taking up all the character space. And we'll pick and choose the key terms from that long 80 character listing and make it short enough for the other platforms. Yeah, and a key practice that'll really help make this easy is if you put the important key terms first. By putting those first, as you're going through, you're cleaning up, you're cutting off the ends, you'll still have those key terms on all platforms. Mm -hmm. All right, number three. So tip number three, Make sure your photos are clear. Yeah. They don't have to be perfect. They just need to be clear and good enough. You don't need fancy equipment, fancy lighting, fancy modeling, and a bunch of props for a flat lay. The buyer wants to see the item. They want to see the details of the item. They want to see the flaws of the item and you're good to go. Yeah, in terms of equipment, I mean, if you have a good phone, you can adjust a lot of the settings on your own phone to brighten pictures um, just enough. If you have an iPhone and you tap the item and you hold it, there's a little sun and you can brighten it or not. But if you help brighten it, the background kind of whitens up. Like if your wall isn't crisp white, using that little sun filter thing will help brighten your image up. Um, and the main thing you really want to get clear is that cover shot. Because a buyer scrolling through, looking for an item, they're going to look at that cover shot and determine whether or not they are going to click on your item. Yeah. And you want to, uh, if you've noticed, the big thing to do, and it also goes back to Google, is trying to have that white background. So we came from eBay, right? We started on eBay and then ventured into the other platforms. When we started to get into Poshmark, I saw a lot of fuzzy rugs, a lot of succulents, a lot of flowers, and 
it was a very curated picture and it just wasn't something that I really knew how to do like design the item and flat lay it well and I didn't want to just copy someone but I thought that that was the only way you could take a photo if you like doing that go for it but you don't have to do that yeah I mean if that part of the process of reselling makes you happy if you enjoy photography and staging do it because that's going to be part of the joy you get out of reselling but the most important thing is that your cover shot is going to be clear you take a clear picture of your item you're going to take pictures of any flaws that it has we like to include the tag the care tag the material um maybe a zipper detail and then we also include our measurements in our photos just to keep it simple um and another tip is shoot everything in square mode yeah that's going to be the most uh, effective uh format because it works on all the platforms all right tip number four communication so make sure that you're answering people's questions no matter what platform you're on if you're on ebay and you get a question about an item make sure you answer them in a time, yeah, yes. in a timely manner. I mean, it, we understand some people are doing this part time, so you ha are at work or doing other things, so you might not always get it right away. But at least a good rule within 12 hours, I'd say. I mean, you should be able to get to a message within 12 hours, hopefully. Um, and Poshmark, same thing. If someone's commenting on your item, try to stay on top of it. We're guilty of not always staying on top of our Poshmark comments, mainly because there's so many notifications. It kind of gets lost yeah. and we'll forget don't be us yes <laughs> answer your questions um, this also goes towards returns we've had issues on eBay with some returns um, and how this helps with increasing sales is we had a recent issue with a barefoot dreams robe there was a hole in it that we indicated buyer was fully aware of the hole. But when the robe came, they didn't like the color of the robe and they were going to return it. That was a bins find. We didn't want the hassle of getting a return and just, we refunded the buyer without an issue. We communicated with the buyer. We apologized for the color, you know. Discrepancies. And the buyer was really appreciative of how we handled the transaction and they went through our store and purchased another item right away yeah so the returns sounds like a negative thing but if handled well and you know promptly it could help your story and one, one example is we've had customers that have like send us an angry letter about something i want to return this immediately this is flawed this and that and we respond within 30 minutes and the tone changes yeah, they we've actually down. gotten apologies for their tone and messages about, well, I'm going to look through your store and see if there's something in there that I could buy, you know, and apologize for the way the transaction was handled. And we end up getting a repeat customer. Yeah. It's a great way to get them. All right. Number five, competitive pricing. Well, how many of you are guilty of pricing an item 
off of the MSRP or basing it off of how much you spent on that item. Yeah, it, it, the items or you know, when you sell something, it's only worth what people are currently paying for it. So if you're going off of that MSRP, unfortunately, we're not the retail store that got it initially when it first came out to the market. So the price has changed. Don't just buy a brand because it is a popular brand. It doesn't mean that that particular style will resell well. And you need to make sure that you're checking comps on whatever you're picking up so that when you price the item, it is competitive with other sellers. If you have the highest price for an item and there's 10 other sellers with the exact same item, maybe even better quality, and they're five to $10 below what you priced it at, chances are you're not gonna make that sale. Yeah, and another thing that happens is, and I'm sure there's some of you out there guilty of it, is you price something high because you're expecting to put a big sale on it or send some crazy offers on it. That sounds great, but wouldn't it also be great if it was just reasonably priced off the back and it sold without you having to put the extra work of sending those offers? Yeah, no point. I think it'd be a lot nicer. Uh, also, you have to stay on top of listings that have been in your store or your closet for some time. If I bought something in December and I listed it for $55 because that was the comparable price at that time, fast forward to May, the prices have dropped 10 to $15, but I still have mine at 55, it's not gonna sell. And unless you go back in there to check on your own items or your own uh, inventory, you're gonna leave it at that price and it will not sell which I have discovered recently as I've ended and sold similar our items in our eBay store. I had things, some of our items were priced stupid high. I was very shocked at what I had it at and I thought, oh, no wonder it never sold. <laughs> and some of those items, once she relisted and sold similar, fixed that price, sold. And tip six? Tip six, ship quick. It sounds uh, funny, but it does help. Um, and shipping quick is not just the fact of shipping daily. Um, it, it has to do with your information you have online. The big the difference is gonna be for eBay, because on eBay you get to choose your handling time. Meaning, once you purchase, I have one day from the day you purchase to ship it out, two days, three days, and so on. Now, the reason that's important, and with current times, if you can get shipping out a little more uh, frequent, it's better. If I'm shopping and we offer a same day cutoff at noon, that means if somebody's shopping at eight in the morning today, eBay actually will show if you purchase within a certain time or a certain amount of hours, you can get your item by a certain day. Meaning eBay will do the math and say, well, technically I'd have to ship it same day and this set to priority, it'll take three days. So then the buyer can have somewhat of an accurate idea of how quick they can get their item, which can help them decide they want to purchase this from this buyer now or purchase it from another buyer where I might save five bucks with the other buyer, but I'll get this a week later. Yeah, it almost creates a sense of urgency 
on the buyer. Yeah. But we have noticed that shipping quick for us has resulted in more frequent sales. At least that's what we think based on the different changes we've made in the past year and a half to our different policies. Uh, it can also help when you have open offers on items. We'll wake up in the morning uh, and we'll see offers that have come in overnight. We'll counter, if it's worth countering, we'll counter the offer that the buyer sent and include a note. Thank you for your offer. Could we meet halfway? We will be more than happy to ship this by today if purchased and paid for by noon. Yeah, and we always add those two points, purchase and paid for, because especially with offers on eBay, you can purchase it. And not have to pay it right away. Yeah. So we do find that including that in the message has helped close deals. Yeah, because um, for those people, they're buying something, it kind of feels like priority shipping because instead of waiting for an item to ship a day later, it's going out the door same day. Mm -hmm. All right, tip number seven. Don't be a greedy Okay, I guess we can't say that. But you know what we mean. I know you know. You know, you, you know. know. Because we've all done that. Oh yeah, and sure, current times are kind of loosening the strings on how greedy we can be, but even when things are back to normal, don't be a greedy Because sales will promote sales. By all means, this does not mean you should take a $10 offer when your item is listed at $99.99. No. But, if you are trying to counter something that, I don't know, you're trying to save $5, you're trying to make an extra $5 off of something, is it really worth it? Yeah, especially when, um, an example, if you have no sales yet and it's already, you know, say three in the afternoon or so, you get an offer in on an item that you have listed at $25 and they send you an offer for 20, don't fight for a couple extra bucks. Just don't be a... Greedy. Yeah. So on eBay, there's this whole algorithm that's somewhere in the interwebs that we don't really see, but we can feel it. Oh, I feel it. it I can feel its presence. Shipping quick, that helps promote your algorithm. Positive activity in your store helps promote the algorithm in your favor. So when you're making these sales, completed sales will help trigger that algorithm in a positive way. And this is just based on the changes that we've made to our own store. This is stuff that we've seen positively happen. Because we've been guilty of being a little greedy. Oh, yeah. We've, we've been there where we have an item for $29 and they offer us $22 and we're like, you know what? Mm, let's meet halfway. Let's, uh, how about 27 uh, And sometimes we'll go into back and forth. Other times they just declined and we and then, lost a sale. Yep. And we could have made 15 but instead we lost 15 yeah. Or, you know. Whatever, yeah. Um, 
Also, there's a whole exchange on the internet about being upset when someone makes you a lowball offer. And sometimes, you know, we have each other. So when we see a lowball- And we both get the same reaction. Sometimes I'm the calm one and she's gets upset or other times. What do I get, Hugo? You get angry? No. <laughs> but if the offer is coming in and it's a low ball, you know, we have each other and I might scream out, can you believe they sent us this? And he'll do the same thing. And then he will calm me down or I will calm him down and we'll just, you know, I just take it. Like, yeah. have we had any sales today? Is this worth trying to fight to make an extra $4? Is it really worth it? Mm -hmm. um, Lowball offers are going to come in, but you know, we're also buyers of items. And how many of you sort through by sales and by discounts? And how many of you want a good deal on whatever it is you're buying? Everyone's looking for that great deal, right? Just like you are, they are too. And sometimes they got to test the waters. Yeah, I think sometimes we'll get lowball offers or we all get lowball offers because the buyer's looking at it like, how low will this buyer, will this seller go to make this sale? It doesn't mean they're actually thinking you will take that sale at that lowball price. Yeah, they're, they're just probably testing the certain waters. they're not gonna get that, you know, $50 item for $15. But they're curious to see if you come back with a price and how low you discount it. So we recently had someone I can't remember the item, but normally on Poshmark we'll get offers $10 below our asking price, which is something that we're usually comfortable with taking. But someone made us an offer, I think it was $30 below our asking price on something, and we looked at it like, you're kidding, right? They're not really, no. Hmm. So we countered, but when we countered, they accepted that counter immediately. Yeah, and it wasn't a greedy counter. It was a reasonable counter. But again, $30 were like, yeah, no. But once we countered, they still took it. Mm -hmm. So it made us think maybe they weren't even thinking they were gonna get that item for their offer. They just wanted to see what we would counter at. Yeah, it's just a negotiation tactic. Yeah. Um, and then also another thing when it comes to don't be greedy is looking at your closet or your store as a whole and not just that individual item. And it can be hard, especially if you've done retail arbitrage or online arbitrage for an item and you know that you paid up for it. It's a lot harder to accept. Yeah. But if you look at your closet or your store as a whole, Instead of thinking, I paid 10 to $12 for this one item, my average cost of goods in my entire store is really about $4. That will help you be okay with taking more offers at a more competitive price in the current market. Yeah, and then for those who sell hard goods, meaning items that don't easily fit in an envelope that have the traditional, the not traditional, but the easy pricing, sometimes you have an item that you know can cost a lot to ship a certain distance. For example, we're in California, so we'll get offers on things 
from people in New York on certain hard goods where I'm like, you know what, I can't go that low because the cost of shipping is right there with what we're charging and you know, we can't. But if we have somebody within California shopping, we're willing to take a lower price because we know that the shipping will be lower than what we're actually charging. Just another way to look at your pricing. All right, our last tip, patience. Yes. Patience. We're guilty of not being very patient all the time. Yeah. And when you want those immediate results. You sit there and you list five, ten items. You walk away and by the time you're done drinking a sip of coffee, five minutes later, you wonder, why haven't I made a sale yet? It's like trying to lose weight. You gain all this weight, the COVID-19, and you want to lose that 19 pounds, you exercise for a whole day, you step on the scale, nothing's changed. Mm -hmm. Do you stop after that one day or do you keep doing the habit to help you lose the weight over a period of time? And likewise, you build the habit, the consistency to not just lose the weight, it's to maintain the weight off. Turn that around. The same goes for making your sales listing consistently for two to three days, that's not going to give you the end results that you're looking for. Don't give up when your sales don't happen right away. You have to be patient with it. This is all trial and error. You have to find your sweet spot. You have to find what works with your schedule. If you have kids at home, if you have another job, you have other responsibilities, you can't list 20 to 25 items a day like some other people you might see on social media, don't think about that. Just do what you need to do that works with your schedule. If consistency for you is five items a day, do five items a day. Yeah, I mean, even if it's three, whatever it is, just make it your consistent, make it your habit. And then be patient with it. So don't give up because you're not making those sales. And don't drop prices on items that are worth the price that you listed at because it's not going yeah so sell through in other words how fast an item sells in your store matters a lot to people and it's, it's something to take in consideration but sometimes people will sit there and we've heard people say i've had an item that just has been sitting there forever and won't sell then we ask them how long has it been oh it's been about a month not exactly a long time. And we're not saying you should be holding on to things for years, but if there's an item that is worth selling for a particular price, you have to be patient with it. We had some slides, photo slides that we had had for a year and a half, probably almost two almost years. Almost two years. Um, granted, they didn't take up a lot of space because they were tiny little slides, but we sold those, we turned $5 into $500. Yeah. And prior to that $500 sale, we had a ton of offers that were $20, $30, $40 offers. If we weren't patient about it, we would have missed out on a few hundred dollars. Yeah. Because it, it still doesn't sound terrible to say we invested $5 and it sold for 45 50 dollars but we knew this was 
one of a kind and it was worth waiting, waiting and being for. patient for. Mm -hmm. So there you have it. Those are the eight tips that we find have helped us. Yeah, uh, let us know if any of those tips you already do or if you give them a shot and remember, part of being patient, you gotta give it a shot more than two days and let us know how it works. See if it helps you. And with that, see you next time. Bye-bye.